Here we go, Draft Knicks. Here we go. Welcome to another edition of the Draft 412 podcast. My name is Joe 412, and I'll be your host for the next 30 minutes. Uh, alongside me this evening, we have our editor-in-chief, JT. JT, how you doing this evening? Good. How you doing, Joe? Great, man. And before we begin, I want to thank our sponsor, iHeartRadio, where you can find all of your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all for free. Uh, and for those of you who haven't listened to our show before, Draft 412 is an an e-magazine that focuses on all four major sports. And here in Penn, in Pittsburgh, of course, it's the three major sports with the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins. And, of course, Pitt, Penn State, and West Virginia, hyper-focusing on player scouting, mock drafts, free agency, salary caps, potential trades, and everything you need to know about your favorite teams. And tonight we're going to talk about the 2024 running back class that's coming in uh, to the uh, the NFL Combine in, in February. JT, you and I are going to be out there checking out uh, this happen. class. And, and I've got to say, this is a class that doesn't have a Jameer Gibbs. This is a class that doesn't have a Bijan Robinson in it. But it's deep. It's got players that may show up in committees. It has a couple of guys that are fast risers, people we didn't expect the, this year. And, uh, you know, I think all in all, the class has, has – some depth to it, but it might not have those high-flying running back stars that people are used to seeing coming out, uh, you know, in the first round or top of the second round. What are your thoughts generically about the class? Honestly, if I was a betting guy, I would I would predict that there's a better chance of the first running back going in the third round than the first round of this draft, which I don't think will happen. I think uh, mid to late second, it will happen. But overall, I think the depth is there. I agree with what you say. There's no no Bijan. There's not going to be any mock drafts that show one of these running backs sneak in to the top 20. Um, there is a lot of different kind of running backs in this draft, though, and it's it, it's pretty deep. I mean, there's – I'd say it's 10 to 12 deep of running backs that will get selected and they will – they have a good chance of performing in the NFL, but I don't see any uh, – you made a good point with Gibbs. I don't see anybody um, flying up the board like Gibbs did last year. Yeah, Gibbs was a he was a fast riser because Detroit didn't want to wait around for him. They could have potentially gotten him in the second round if they waited. They drafted at the, you know, at the near the top uh, there, but they decided to pull the trigger on him way early. Uh, and even Jack Campbell in the first round too it was a little bit of a uh, a surprise there. But uh, you know, ultimately he's paying off dividends for them this year. He's yeah, one of the reasons that nice they're draft. yeah one of the reasons that they're they might. Uh, you know, be, uh, you know, uh, a Super Bowl contender. But, you know, looking at this, you know, if I had to pick the best running back of this class, uh, it's Blake Corum from Michigan. Now, I'm not saying that because I'm a homer. Nah. I'm saying that because the guy is a touchdown-making machine. I mean, he reminds me of Maurice Jones-Drew, except a smaller version of that, mm -hmm. you know, maybe a slimmed-down version of that. The guy hits every hole. He always falls forward. Uh, I think he's up to what 19 touchdowns already in the, the season. I mean, he's mm -hmm. you know on his way to having another great season for uh, the Maze and Blue. And and of the of the running back crop, he might be the best in 2024. What are your what are your thoughts on Blake Corum? I agree with you. He's a, he's a total running back. He um he has great patience. Really good out of the backfield. He can be um a, a pass catcher. Um, he even he's for his size five eight two ten. He blocks well. Um. The big thing I like about him is anytime they go up against big-time competition, whether it be Penn State, Ohio State, the guy put up 145 again last week against um, Penn State. Um, he's, he's a gamer. Um, I compared him early on when I did his, his um, preseason um, 
profile. He reminds me of a smaller version of Le'Veon Bell. The way he hits, the way he hits holes, he's real patient. He he does a lot of um, he'll, he'll take a stutter step, then he'll find the hole and he'll go. If you remember last week against Penn State, he just hit the corner and just took off at the end of that game. Um, I really like him. His size is a little bit of a might be a little bit of an issue. He's five eight, but he's built really solid. Two ten, um, got some speed. Might not have the big time breakaway speed, but he's still a good running back. He he would definitely be a guy that to me, um, if a team early in the second round or or even like a Detroit kind of team that just wants a guy like him, he could be a three down back in the NFL. And I I think he'll be the first one off the board. Yeah, I agree with you. I think he has great vision. Uh, I think he has good patience, and I think he's instinctive as a runner, and you can't ask for – I mean, I you see guys like Trent Richardson that fail because they just don't have the vision that they need to get to the next level, and they just ran behind an Alabama, you know, front five. And 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 Corum is a guy that's able to pick his spots, hit a hole quickly. He can make the corner, um, you know, a good pass blocker and, and pass pro – you're right about his size. And that's why I said Maurice Jones, Drew. He just, yeah, he, he's uh, just a little bit, you know, he's more like a bowling ball than, mm -hmm. than anything. And, and MJD might've been a little bit bigger, a little bit heftier. We'll see what, what Corum does when he gets to the NFL. Uh, and then you get the other side of the, of this and, and a Jonathan Brooks, a guy from Texas, uh, you know, who, you know, following in Bijan's footsteps, you know, is a guy that, you know, I think we saw Roshan Johnson and Bijan get drafted uh, last year from Texas. And Brooks finally has his chance uh, to break out and do something for the Longhorns this year. And it's made an impact on the field. What are your thoughts on, on, on Jonathan Brooks? Yeah, that's one of his negatives. Is It's, it's a one-year production. This is the only year he's been able to uh, perform. And he's 1,100, 1,139 yards, 10 touchdowns on the year. So he's playing well. He's another guy with good visions, um, good vision. The one problem he does have is he's indecisive hitting the hole sometimes. Um, that was basically his knock last year when he came in in for Bijan and some uh, rotational kind of things. But he's having a great season. I mean, he's he's gonna he's gonna be able to work off this season. He'll be a second or third round pick. Chances are closer to the third. Um, other than other than Blake Quorum, I really can't guarantee a second-round grade for any of these guys, but that doesn't mean I don't believe that three or four running backs will will go in the second round. It all depends on how the teams, um, you know, how that how that goes with running backs. It's all about uh, what they want, what they want to do with their situation. That includes the Steelers with their situation. Teams that have a a, a rookie running back right now for, with their fifth-year option, or or just free agents in general. There's enough depth in this draft that um I don't think anybody's gonna reach, but you never you never know once once a Blake Quorum goes off the uh goes off the uh the board. Well, you, you raise a good point. I mean, you wrote an article this past weekend about the Steelers' potential draft needs next year, which I thought might be, you know, uh, a nice dovetail into this conversation. And, and here we are. You know, we haven't even gotten to the third guy, and mm -hmm. we're already talking about what the Steelers might need. You've got a guy like Najee Harris that. Um, the Steelers are going to have to decide whether they want, they want to exercise that fifth-year option on him uh, and keep him uh, while he's got Jalen Warren nipping at his heels. They seem to have worked out a really nice running back by committee now that they're playing Broderick Jones. Uh, and it looks like the team has gelled up front. The last two games, they've done pretty well. I mean, do the Steelers – I mean, did they – I mean, is, was Najee a, a reach in the first round? Is this a guy they want to keep? for that fifth year option uh, or do they let him walk uh, at the, at the, the end of next season and, and uh, try to make it up in the draft with a guy like Quorum in the second round or with a guy like Brooks in the second or third. 
I'm 50-50 on them keeping him right now. I still don't think the guy hits holes the right way. I think he has. He gets. He, he's he's starting to run a little better, but I still don't think he's the, the running back they envisioned um him to be. And I think with Jalen Warren, they see that they could bring a guy in that would be a he, Warren's a great committee type running back. So if you get another rookie in there, you're not going to lose much. If a guy um like a Corum or like a like the next guy, maybe we'll talk about Benson, someone like that that can come in and just basically. I just don't. I don't. I don't know if. What Najee's uh, doesn't seem like to me is a bigger guy. He hits the holes like I, I normally, and we're spoiled here in Pittsburgh. I know with the boss, we watch the boss all the time. We watch even like Le'Veon Bell and, and, and even Fast Willie. They, they just hit the, they hit the holes and they went. He just seems very indecisive. Uh, he seems to get arm tackled a little bit more than what he thought, but, but he should. I, I think the Steelers are 50 50 on him, honestly. I, I, I mean, I think that you're seeing Warren starting to get a little bit more carries. And I think that, um, I would not be shocked either way. If they signed them, I wouldn't be shocked, but I wouldn't be shocked if um the Steelers just decide second or third round that's let's get our new running back and you know we have Jalen Warm signed up. Well, I, I agree with you. I think that you know they he's got to prove out the resume here at the end of the season, stay healthy, play well, maybe get to that thousand yard mark. Um, you know, and uh really show that you know he's he's come along. Now I know he's lost some weight this year and last year. I'll give him a bit of a pass because he did play injured most of the year. Mm-hmm. I, I I get that, and you're not going to be at your best. And the offensive line last year was not as good as it is this year, even though it took them some time to mm-hmm. to get together. We're now at that half season mark officially, and you know we'll see what happens in the next half of the season. I think the Steelers will make some decisions heading into the off season for that. But you mentioned Trey Benson, uh, and Benson's third on our list. Trey and and the Florida State Seminoles have had one heck of a year. Close call this weekend against the Hurricanes, but mm-hmm. they stay undefeated. Still ranked number four overall. You know the odds-on favorite to make that playoff for the ACT ACC um, uh, you know team that that sneaks into that playoff spot this year. But we had a chance to see him close up and personal when they played at Heinz Field a few weeks ago. What were your thoughts on Benson? Uh, was he everything that uh, was advertised? You, you know what he actually. When we watched Trey Benson, he did a little bit of both his positives and his negatives in that game. If you remember, um, great cutback. We, we even made a couple comments when he um, hit a hole and didn't have anything, but made a great cutback and opened up a couple of runs. But I also thought his patience lacked a little bit where he was just basically not waiting for the blocks and going in. And, and he didn't have the game I thought he would have against Pitt, but he had runs where you saw his ability. And a 6-1 uh, two twenty one. He's a he's a big guy. That, um, I I like him. I think he's a. If I had to pick a guy, that not knowing that Corn will probably be off the board when we pick in the second round, the guy that I would love to have like in the third round would be a, a Trey Benson with his height, his weight. Um, some of his negatives are just he's not as good out of the backfield as Blake Corn. But uh, I think Jalen Warren has proven lately that you could bring him in as a third down back, so they wouldn't be a bad combination uh, to have. Um, but I like him. Good burst, um, change of direction, cutting. He's 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 a, he's a complete running back minus the uh, not as good of a um, pass catcher as some of the other guys in the draft like Blake Corn. But I like Trey Benson. I think he's um, a solid third round pick. And like I said before, I wouldn't be shocked if some of these third round picks become second round picks. Uh, yeah, I mean the, the NFL has done a a good job of devaluing the position, but. Mm-hmm. In the second round, all bets are off. You're, you're you're often drafting for best available athlete, some surprise guy that's left on the board, uh, and you have a chance to to uh, 
jump up and, and get him. And at that point, it's not like you're, it's not that blue chipper in the first round anyway. Um, but you did mention, you did mention the bus before and the bus played at Dame. <laughs> Our next running back on the board is Audric Estime from Notre Dame. Uh, is having one heck of a year. Uh, you know, this is a guy that no one was sure if he was going to be, you know, the right guy is this guy. Has he pulled into a day two slot for you or do you see him more as a day three guy? Tell us your your thoughts on Audrey Estime. I definitely have him as a fourth rounder. I wouldn't be shocked if he moved down to the, to the fifth round, depending on how teams value him. But 5'11", 233, it's hard not to see a little bit of the bus in, in the way he runs. Yeah. He actually goes. He's actually goes out of his way sometimes to hit people, which is, is a little bit of a fault of his. He, he loves the loves contact, um, not real, um, not real shifty. He's not going to beat you one on one with a move, but he'll, he'll run you over kind of guy. Um, he's tough to tackle. He's decisive when he hits his holes, um, and he's the only problem I ever saw with him late in games. He seems to struggle later in games. Notre Dame uh, don't have much of a rotation right now. He seems like the kind of back. Um, that you would want to, to, you know, maybe carry the ball two out of every three series is give him a break late in the game. Uh, he seems to run more upright late in the games and seems a little bit easier. He don't break as many tackles later in games. I think it's a lot to do with his stamina. But um, I, I think he's a solid uh, fourth rounder. And he's another guy that, I mean, if the Steelers do decide to get rid of Najee and they have Warren coming back, if you get an um, estimate in the, in the fourth round, I have no problem with that pick at all. Yeah, and you know, let's stay on 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 this theme for a second. I mean, you know, if the Steelers are to try and replace Najee, there's a guy that's uh, you know a little bit of thunder to uh, Jalen Warren's lightning, right? You know, I'm not oh, saying definitely. that you know Warren is a is a Willie Parker kind of guy, but his versatility, his ability to come onto the backfield, where Estime really reminds me of a like a poor man's AJ Dillon. Right. That's where he's good, just got, you know, he's a mm -hmm. bulky guy, can run it between the tackles, do the dirty work. You know, in, in the um, the uh, infamous words of Lorenzo Neal, if you need one yard, I'll get you three. If you need five yards, I'll get you three. That's Audrey Estimate, right? <laughs> I, uh, I agree you know, with that. Yeah. So, you know, you, you get a, a little bit of that. Um, but let's move on to the, the Buckeyes. There's an interesting pick. I think he's a little undervalued where he is. Is Travion Henderson. Now, he hasn't had. Um, the fanfare that perhaps he had a year or so ago. Uh, but, you know, this is a guy that, you know, I think has pro chops uh, and is, is going to, you know, find himself in, you know, in a position, maybe not as a starter right away in the league, but a guy that's a reserve back that can, that can make a, make a difference and maybe pop up and be a starter one day. What are your thoughts on Trevion Henderson? I, I actually believe that Trevion Henderson could be, the, the winner of this draft, once it's all said and done with down the road, he has that kind of potential. Um, he sort of gets overlooked because Ohio State has just so many weapons on offense. Like when I'm writing down the uh, updated, updated numbers of all the guys, he only has 648 yards compared to most of these other guys are in the 900s, close to 1,000. That's only because he splits time. Um, and this last couple of years, he's had a little bit of injury concerns. Um, but other than that, he's, he's a, a great, great vision again. And he's a guy that's, um, he's big five ten two fifteen got some speed. Um, he actually probably, um, and, and after the combine that will probably jet inside up this, uh, this board a little bit, maybe pass up like a guy like, um, Estime and, and possibly even Benson. He has that kind of potential, but like I said, his injury concerns, I, I've locked him down a little bit, but, um, I, I, 
I would not be shocked in five years if we say, man, you know, Henderson was a great, a great third or fourth round pick in this draft. And I can't believe people pass on him. I, I would have yeah, no I agree. I think he can go as high as the third back taken in this draft. I mean, I think he's got that kind of potential. Like you said, he's in a bit of a committee, you know, and Ohio State has that luxury, right? They can do they that do. with the talent they've got on the bench. But we've come to my favorite back <laughs> of this draft. Uh, we have him ranked at sixth, and that's Bucky Irving from Oregon. And the reason I say he's my favorite is he's this kid is quick. You want to talk about a weapon. You know, this kid can line up in the slot. This kid can line up in the backfield. This kid can, you know, can can catch the ball out of the backfield and make a three-yard play, a 30-yard play. Mm -hmm. He's speed, speed, speed. He doesn't have the pedigree that Jameer Gibbs. Like, everybody knew Jameer Gibbs was going to be the next Alvin Kamara. It just was written all over him. You know, Bucky Irving has that boomer bust kind of thing going on. I could see him being Anthony McFarland, or I can also see him, you know, doing a Jameer Gibbs and really kind of playing out uh, at the next level. And it will probably be somewhere in the middle. I think he might be a situational back, but this is a guy that can really hit a hole. This is a guy that can really hit open ground, and he is a weapon. What are your thoughts on Bucky Irving from Oregon? You know what? He almost comes over to you as being like a like a novelty type back. Like, a, you know, if you're – I'm not going to say like I'm a Caffrey, but he's the kind of guy that he's going to catch you passes. Like you said, you could bring him out as a as a flanker. He can he can line up as a as a receiver. He can he can uh, catch passes. He's only he's only 5'10", 194. He needs to add a little bit of weight. Um, but his his vision and balance is 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 amazing as well. Good patience, big playability. I mean, he, he's the guy that can take a swing pass and take it 80 yards. Um, teams are gonna teams are gonna value him, especially in the passing NFL the way they are nowadays. And he may actually pass a guy that's more of a running back than than what Bucky Irving brings you. He could be a a great fourth, fifth round pick that uh, becomes uh, for all you fantasy players out there. He could be one of them guys that just scores touchdowns. You know, he might only touch the ball 12, 13 times a game, but you know, he's one of them guys that will always be in the end zone kind of guy. And um, yeah, I, I like the, I like him. The Devin A chain kind of thing written That's all over good. him, right? Mm -hmm. Like I could see what, what Miami did. I think he was a, a third round guy uh this past year for fantasy football guys. They might like he might be one of these. You're right, he might have like the, the 10 touch guy, but he's got two touchdowns with it yeah. because he's just that explosive. Uh and I think teams looked at what Miami did with A chain, and now uh, you know, they might see a guy like Irving fitting that same bill. Now, I'm not I I don't want to put a ceiling or a floor on the guy, but I think mm -hmm. that, you know, if I were to to look at, it, I think that's maybe he might be the most exciting back in this class based on I agree you know, what, what he can what he can do there. And the next guy on our list, if he could play Penn State Ooh. every week, he would be in the first round. And, and that's kidding. Donovan Edwards from uh from uh from Michigan. I mean, this is a guy that um he's sort of an enigma, right? He he hasn't played um he hasn't played as well as he showed he could play last year, uh, but then he shows up in big games and he's got all of the intangibles that you're looking for. He's got the size, the speed, the hands, and it just, you know, and Corum's been playing in front of him and look, can't take anything away from Blake Corum. You're not going to bench him in favor of Donovan Edwards, but you know, Donovan Edwards is a guy that, you know, might be overlooked by a few teams who could sneak onto someone's roster and all of a sudden one day be a starter. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Edwards from Michigan? I know that they're the best running team in the NCAA this year and pro probably last year, if memory serves me correctly. Uh, you know, is this a guy or is this is this a second back from a team that you can see going and having an impact in the NFL next year? Oh, I, I I definitely think that um 
if he was on any other um any any other team in college football right now getting the getting workloads of carries he would be probably top three in this draft on his draft board people seeing what he could do he only has 284 yards this year which is amazing to me and he's only averaging 3.4 yards a carry which is also amazing to me and he just had uh 55 yards on 10 carries against penn state um I like him. If, if I'm a, if I'm a fan of an NFL team, which I am, and it's the fifth round, sixth round, fourth, even late fourth, fifth round, he's still there. I'm begging my team takes a guy like him because I think um, we've seen it in past drafts with teams that have two good running backs. And he's a, he's a guy that's just gonna he's gonna be fine in the NFL. He's gonna be to me. He does. He's got everything you want in a running back. He's um pass catching ability, good good blocker. Amazing how the Michigan. All the Michigan running backs can block. It's like it must be it's hot there because even like like I said, Blake Corman, five foot eight, just always if you look at some of the pass when he's in there for pass situations, he's always putting a helmet on somebody and he's the same way. He don't have quite the power you'd think he'd have for being six one, two ten, but he has enough power and enough. He's more more vanilla to the point where he's got a little bit of speed, got a little bit of power, but he doesn't excel in either of them. But he's the kind of guy I wouldn't have no problem um, my team taking him middle of the fourth, fifth round, and I think it's a great, a great pick. And I think, I think he'll be a guy that plays a, a several years in the NFL. Yeah, you know, I I agree with you. I think he's got the talent to make it. He's got the size to make it. He just has to do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now he's playing second fiddle to Blake Corum, and that might be part of it. You know, if, if he were to stay another year and Blake were to move on, that's just not going to be the case. They're both going in the same year. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we'll see. He was a, you know, nice pedigree out of high school. And and I, I think that he's he's got the chops to make it. So we'll see if he becomes a rotational guy in in the NFL trying to earn a more starting role down the road. But and he had a buck eighty buck eighty eight last year against Penn State. I mean, he totally he totally was the reason that second half when they just um took it to the max on Penn State last last game uh, in twenty twenty two. He just um he he proved right there. And I that's why I think I think the scouts saw enough in these big games, even like last week. He only got the ball ten times, but he had some big runs in that game. So I think he'll I think he's his his stock is still up there enough that he'll be a um a good middle mid round draft pick. So for this next pick, our eighth running back on our list, and we go to the West Coast, and I think he gets overlooked for two reasons. First is, you know, he's playing late games, and secondly, the offense is a run and gun, you know, in mm-hmm. USC. And Marshawn Lloyd is an interesting player. Um, obviously, USC has a history of putting good backs into the league. What are your thoughts on Marshawn Lloyd? Out of all the guys we just talked about, he's averaging seven point seven point four yards a carry, which is the most um, on this list right now. Um, he's five nine, two ten. Um, lateral, he's got good, got lateral ability, agility, high motor. He's always always working, working hard. Um, doesn't go down easily. The problem I have with him is he's inconsistent in games a lot of times. Little little power doesn't break a lot of tackles. And I think he takes advantage of their passing game. I think when you're watching USC, a lot of times it's um, they they got the nickel backs in and everything. He's getting handoffs on second or third down and getting 11, 12 yards a pop because you know they're not they're not looking for the run kind of thing. I think USC's got that powerful of an offense passing wise that he gets to take a little bit of advantage of the um of the reason that you know people aren't looking for the run kind of thing. But I think he'll. He, he could be a fifth round pick, like in that range. I think he he does enough that he'll he'll be he'll be a guy that gets drafted. He'll be a guy that has the potential to to show what he can do in the NFL. 
Um, the one thing that's sort of strange about him, he doesn't catch a lot of passes at USC. So they don't really use him in that in that regard. I know they got 30 receivers, but you would think that his <laughs> you would think that his receiving numbers will be a little bit higher than what they are. But um I think he's another guy that'll he'll be in that fourth, fifth round range and and teams will will they'll, they'll take a chance on him. We're getting to the the near the end of our top 10 we're at number nine right now and here's a name uh of a guy that i you know i think it's he's been fun to watch uh and uh you know devin neal out of yeah. kansas uh you know neal's a guy that pops up every weekend on the radar screen you see his name on the scroll he does well but he's playing for kansas and kansas yeah uh, it's hit or miss right like this is a team a few years ago that could barely win a game and you know and now they've got themselves a coach and you know he's he's come around. He's really put uh, not just some points on the board, but uh, put some uh, yardage on the odometer. And I want to get your thoughts on Devin Neal. Here's a guy I really like him. Um, I know he's made our made our six pack this year. We've done um, a profile on him. Um, he sort of came out of nowhere. He has 965 yards. He's averaging 6.2 a carry, 10 touchdowns. He's the best player on the offense in the offense for Kansas. Um, for how big he is, though, he's 5'11", 215. He doesn't break a ton of tackles, and he's actually been using um, his speed. He has good speed for his size. Uh, his vision's been good. The power, power's not quite there. Patience is all right. He, he's a guy, I think, that will fall in favor of an NFL team, and he'll be in that five or six range, fifth or sixth round range, um, with a chance at the combine to show. If, it, if his speed is as good at the combine as he showed in these games for Kansas, I think he has – he has he has uh, playability as well. I think he's not a, a running back that will be part of a um be part of a um um uh, what's that what's the word I can't even think of the word be part of a um like a committee be, yeah a committee that's the word be part of a committee in the NFL and I think he'll he'll do fine with what he can do uh, in the committee. So uh, another guy. I mean that's like I said we we said this draft isn't real hot. It's not top heavy, but. There's not much difference between Devin Neal and um, Audric um, Estime, so just to show you how how close they are from our rankings. And our last guy in the top ten is Raheem Sanders from Arkansas. I, I, it's Man. funny. This is a guy that preseason he was the first he might have been pick. a top three, top yep. two guy. Yep. Uh, and it just has not performed well. Now Arkansas hasn't had a great season either. Uh, but uh, what are your thoughts on him? He honestly, at the beginning of the season, um, was probably the first running back in this draft. He, he actually was a guy that people were talking about him possibly being a late, like a late first round pick. Uh, he's been hurt all year. Uh, his knee, his knee problems. He's only run for. Um, I have it down here. He's only run for 60, uh, 60, 194 yards. That's all he's run for all year. Three point two a carry. He's, he hurt his knee in the opener. Hasn't played. He's a junior. I actually believe. Um, he could come out and get drafted in the same range, like fifth or sixth round. Uh, but he has a pretty bad knee injury. But I think he's a guy that has to come back to school now um, and and prove that his sophomore year was was the real deal. He ran for like fourteen hundred yards. Um, he's a guy that has to show now that he's he, he can come back from this knee injury. So as much as I think he could be a fifth or sixth rounder, I think he honestly will be coming back to school since he's only played. Um, he's got sixty carries this year. That's it. So. I think yeah, and this is a guy. I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, because running backs, you don't want to put the miles in the odometer, right? You yeah, want to get out into the league, and you know, that's a tough choice for him. I think the uh, 
draft analysis committee will take a look and give him what they think he might be someone that at a pro day or at the combine could show definitely um and that could you know jump him back up but you know that inconsistency that injury has really put him out but and you uh, made a good you made a good point that's another point about even like donovan edwards a guy like him at maybe not taking all the carries is a good thing for a guy like that because we've all been down that road with um like jonathan taylor had the big thing with him he had like a thousand carries almost in college and that's a guy like donovan edwards is going to be he's going to not have that but she's that 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 goes a long way you know running backs lives are short to begin with so um but sanders will have to he went from being a second a walk as a second round pick to you know having to prove now that he's healthy which i think um like you, like you have you have a point about the combine but i think with next year's running back class he has a better chance to come back and put up big numbers maybe and and be a be a top three round pick next year yeah and as we look forward speaking of coming back uh, Quinshawn Judkins from Old Miss. Uh, he's not going to come out in this dress. He might be the closest thing to Bijan Robinson that w- that we'll see. I mean, the kid has really performed well. He's he's not eligible uh, to come out. But if we were telling everybody to take a look at it, one guy from twenty twenty five, would uh, it be Judkins or would it be somebody else? No, it's it's Judkins. He um, there's a better chance of Judkins going in a first round than any running back in this draft. Put it that way, and and uh. He he had fifteen he had fifteen hundred and sixty seven yards in the SEC as a freshman, um, ran for sixteen touchdowns for Ole Miss. He has eight hundred and sixty eight this year and fourteen touchdowns already. Um, five eleven two ten complete back, twenty five catches out of the backfield. He does a little bit of everything for Ole Miss. Um, he will definitely uh, be a guy in that you'll see in early mocks right off the bat be a top twenty twenty five pick next year until you know everything settles down and it, it could change, but. He has Bijan Robinson type skills, and um, he he's definitely he's definitely um, he's definitely a the top 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 running back coming back next year. You got some guys like Nicholas Singleton, uh, a couple of them young guys at Penn State. They have they have potential too to maybe rise up boards, but first round potential. He's the only running back um, in the country right now that has any first uh, round capabilities. Well, look, JT, we're coming to the end of the show. Thanks for doing this for those that are listening. Uh, we're going to be featuring wide receivers next week. Uh, I know that if you haven't listened to our quarterback uh, segment, go back and look at Fan First Sports Network to find it there or come to our website and just click on the podcast button at the top and look for JT and I talking about uh, our top 10 quarterbacks. This is our top 10 running backs. And don't forget tomorrow night, uh, November 15th, 7 o'clock at Lucky 13s in Baldwin, Come out and uh, see us. We're going to do a live podcast there with uh, Chris Sorley from um, from uh, you know uh, Odyssey, and also you know have some great food, cold beer, uh, have some fun. Come out to a cool neighborhood bar. We look forward to seeing you Definitely. there. JT, again, thanks for doing this, man. We'll catch you Thank next you, time. Jim. Yeah, and for those uh, listening, don't forget to tune into iHeartRadio where you can find all of your favorite music, sports, or radio and podcasts all for free all the time. And remember, while Draft 412's podcast may be off the air, we are always on the clock for you. Thanks. Thank you, Jim.